Oh, listen to that song. That copyright free gem. I like to call it hibiscus tea. I'm not sure what it's really called. And somewhere out there, there's a very talented musician that wrote this song and got paid money to have it be played by people like me. So thank you, unknown artist. Welcome to a very special edition of the No Outlet Podcast. 2021, year in review. What a year it was. We're going to take a a quick trip down memory lane tonight and just talk about some of the things that we learned, some of the people that we talked to, some of the experiences that we shared. Ah, there it is. The end of the song. How are you folks doing tonight? First and foremost, thank you for uh, being a listener. I really do appreciate it. You know, back at the beginning of 2021, um, when I first thought about doing a podcast, the the real motivation to do one was I was just sick and tired of sitting in front of a TV um, or a computer screen or a phone screen and just consuming content, you know, one show after another, Um going back and watching old shows I've already seen, watching new shows that I really didn't care that much about, to be honest, in many cases. Um, And it just felt like the equation wasn't right. It was just like I kept pulling all this stuff in, but I wasn't putting anything out there, and I just felt like it was a waste. So I was like, well, you know, I don't know anything about podcasts. Uh, I don't know how to make one. I don't know if I even want to make one, but it's something that can be done, and at the time, COVID still <clears throat> had more of a hold on our world than uh, I guess it did, but now it's back again, and who the fuck knows what's next with that. But anyway, this show is not about COVID. This show is about a year in review, the year that was 2021. When I first started doing the podcast, I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe I'll do one a month. Maybe I'll do two a month. You know, I'll just talk to my my family, and that's how it started with my family. But I ended up talking to, uh, you know, people that have been in movies and people that are part of the Upright Citizens Brigade and people that have lived with Brad Pitt and Kate McKinnon and people that have written books and who are doctors, people that have saved penguins, thousands and thousands of penguins, amazing people that I've got a chance to talk to and learn about. And, um, I ended up doing, uh, I think this podcast here is number 55, so I did more than one or two a month, um, ended up going in a couple different directions, but what I wanted to do tonight is just kind of go back to the beginning and give each and every guest uh, in in order a little shout out. Uh, We'll be listening to a little bit of the episodes of each person and uh, sharing my thoughts on that person and, and basically saying thank you. So... Uh, my very first podcast, January 15th of 2021 with my baby sister, Alina Jewell. And who can forget uh, the pearls of wisdom that she was uh, giving us that night. She was uh, explaining to us how even though penguins can't fly, they really can fly because the way they move underwater. And I tried to explain to her that no, if you're underwater, you're not flying, you're swimming. And, and we really got hung up on that. But here's a little taste of, of how much fun we had that night. I have to admit, it 
it was a really good room. I didn't like how close it was to the front doorway and the stairs, but everything else yeah. about it was really dope. And that I sprawl on the window into the bed. I climbed through. Uh, Quink, listen to me. Quink. The rains. No. no. I am so with you. It's just absolute horseshit. Um, it's, <laughs> it's terrifying. Horseshit. Um, how many push-ups can you do in a row without stopping? This, she lied to me here. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. Right now, today, here oh, we are. College. I can do more, actually. January 13th, 2021. Oh, how 13, many push-ups can you do right not, now oh, without stopping? I would have to try it out to know. I actually don't know. Take a guess. So you don't, I can ask See, it just went back and forth. That, that was it. It was just I would ask a question. And I love my sister to death, but instead of getting an answer back, what I would get is another series of questions. And um, it was actually kind of fun. Um, I'm glad that she was my my first podcast. Uh, Then I got a chance to talk to my amazing uh, daughter, um, Amelia Jewell. Uh, that was a lot of fun too. And we're going to having me on. Of course, of course, we're going to play the game called Twenty Questions. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, here we go. Uh, Number one. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Okay, so have you watched the show? <laughs> um, it must run the family because I got a lot of questions from my questions with my lovely daughter. I'm so proud of her. Um, you know, I'm just going to randomly pick spots. So some are going to be more enthralling than others. Uh, then I talked to my son, my son Noah Jewel, who. Uh, Equally proud of. I got great kids. I really do. I got lucky. Um, they're both great. And and here's a bit for, of Noah for uh, us. my guest tonight. Clean. It makes it feel wicked nice afterwards. Yep. Um, but any of those flavors from Urban Farms is, is my favorite. Yeah. Ginger. I think ginger in almost any drink is a winner. It's, uh, yeah. It's These are his favorite flavors of kombucha. Okay. So we, we've read all of the Harry Potter books together. So I'm going to jog your memory a little bit. Um, When we used to read Harry Potter at night in Amelia's room, how many chocolates would you typically ask for? Um, I think I would probably ask for more every night. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's my son, Noah. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Uh, And then I talked to my older sister, uh, Leisha Rose Smith. We had a great Two, time. One, and here on your couch in your living room. Thank you for clarifying that too. Pretty specific and detailed knowledge of every single family. God, I never shut the fuck up. Created. Actually, sickness. Um, <laughs> it is. I because they're so obscure and like nine hundred things happen in that little twenty-minute show. And David's like, what episode was that from? I'm like, oh, my God, that was the episode where Meg went to jail and got out. And hit She's talking about her goes, um, incredible knowledge. I mean, that is pretty, uh, pretty family specific. guy. Her and her amazing husband, uh, David, uh, know that show like nobody else knows that show. And um, we covered a lot of ground. Um, we talked about her love of the doors. We talked about... Uh, how technology might be hurting society more than it's helping. Um, we talked about her reusable straw collection, how she's got more than anybody else, and just in general had a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, I, I, I started with my family, 
those that would be part of the show. And then I kind of moved to people um, outside the family. And, you know, uh, who better to talk to talk to than um, Nicole Lamarow? Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? That's that's an emphatic no. It's not real. I I just find it so crazy that some people actually think that. Like, where is he? No, he's not like anywhere that anyone. Her proof for not believing in the Loch Ness monster is where is he? Show me the Loch Ness monster. Uh, Nicole Lamoureux, no middle name needed, is one of the best people I know, Um, and uh, she means the world to me. And hopefully she'll hear this and hear me say that. Uh, but she was just an absolute blast to hand uh, to have on the show. And then I had a guy, uh, his name is I'm a Dill. He actually hosts his own podcast as well about stand-up comedians. And uh, he was one of the reasons why I ended up doing a podcast was I was having those thoughts of like, what the hell am I doing with my time? Like, what are, I'm wasting my time here. I got to produce something, talk to people, do something. And at the same time, he had just started a podcast. I'm like, oh, well, that's a good idea. Uh, so a big part of the inspiration was, uh, was I'm a dill. Like I said, there's nothing else in this that would say your name or anything. Like I outlet podcast. I'm a dill. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing real good. All right, so we're going to play a, a game called 20 Questions, and um, we'll, we'll start with question number one. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Um, no, I don't know that I believe in Bigfoot. No, I, I mean, there's probably some animal I haven't ever seen before, but I don't know that it would be a Bigfoot. Snuffleupagus. Yeah. No, a lot I, of non-believers out there, um, and that's okay. I, I like being around skeptics. Uh, then I started talking to, uh, a few more people outside of my family, a great guy I've known for a long time, uh, by the name of Steve Collins. Yeah, it's so true. He, uh, he decided to go on a walk this night and, um, after we did the podcast, he texted me and said, I can't stop counting the number of times I've sniffled. Cause he was walking around. It was like February or March or whatever. So it was probably cold out, um, and it was it was the backdrop of of the interview was sniffles. So let's see if we can if we can hear a couple of sniffles here. Or to Utah a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's one. My, you know, mid twenties or so, and then uh, moved to Boston for a couple of years, and then Portsmouth for the last twenty. Um, but you know, while I was in growing up in Massachusetts, I was lucky enough that my dad had a little cottage up on the coast of Maine, so I was there every summer. Yep, and too. Um, That's not so bad. Two sniffles when you're walking outside. I mean, what the fuck? That is not bad. Uh, Steve Collins, great guest. And then I talked to one of my uh, oldest and dearest friends from college, Mr. Russ P. Um, Unbelievable guy. Fun. Life of the party. Same guy that I knew when he was 19. Uh, I know when he's 51. He he hasn't changed a whole lot in, in the best way possible. And um, just an outstanding friend, very talented um, bike rider. When I when I say bike, I don't mean like a Greg LeMond type bike or a Lance Armstrong for a more current reference, but more of a power bike. He's um, very good at driving around very fast on two wheels. Um, he's uh, also a recently trained pilot, 
um, for prototype One, uh, to the aircraft. No Outlet podcast and See wondering if get how fast have you ever gone on Here we one. go. On a motorcycle. Um, you know me, I love to qualify questions. I do. Because um, I do dirt bikes and street bikes uh, with passion. Yeah, See, now he's showing off. Speed would absolutely be on a street bike. Uh, probably somewhere over 110. Holy. Much more. Oh, my God. That gave me, literally, when you said that, my whole blood just went, whoop, went ice cold. Yeah, that's not a joke. Like, he is a daredevil, but he's in control, and I'm the exact opposite. Like, I don't like going fast in my car. I don't like motorcycles. I don't like fucking roller coasters, none of that bullshit. I like just nice and easy. Um, Russ P., great guest. Then I got a chance to talk to the other Nicole from Plymouth State, Nicole Blair. Um, we talked about reincarnation. We talked about the ends justifying the means. We talked about um, smoking being really creepy. And, uh, you know, we talked about the important things, like if you could only have beer or wine for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Um, you know, we talked about the favorite candy bars that she might have. Um, you know, in, in equal pay between the sexes, all the fun topics we talked about F with uh, in three with Nicole two because we have one of them. Blair, how are you? I'm great, Joel. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for being on the show. We're gonna play a game uh, that we call Twenty Questions, and it always starts with question number one. So here we go. Do you believe in reincarnation? No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> Riveting answer. Um, God, God love you, uh, Blair. She was one of my, and still is, one of my closest friends from college, but we spent uh, a lot of time together, had a lot of fun, went on a couple spring breaks. She's a great, great person, uh, great parent, and a great friend. <clears throat> so uh, thank you for being on the show. And then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of, I don't want to go too fast over this one. Then I had um, we're outside having fun. So yeah, my good friend Jay Netto was on the show. Yeah, I, I like that answer. And, and also, there's a lot less complications. You know, you can go out and play nine or eighteen yeah. with really nothing other than a, a bag of clubs and a few balls. Whereas if you want to go on a boat and go boating, you gotta yeah. either have a slip or you gotta go bring it to a place or you gotta, you know what I mean? They gotta gas it up yeah. and you gotta do this and that and the other thing. So it's a lot less. Jay was the first guest that brought uh, impersonations to the show and. If um if I felt so inclined, I'd go search for them, but uh, it, it's going to take more time than it's probably worth. But he does a really good Ronald Reagan, a really good Kermit the Frog, a really good Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, we talked about growing up in Rye. We talked about fantasy football, golfing, all the fun stuff. Jay was a great guest. And then I talked to... Another friend from college and high school, uh, I actually lived with him um, at college. John Connor came on the show uh, live from Australia. Quick um, throw up, you know. Yeah, he was our very first international guest. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know, there's a scene in, in that movie in, in Croc Dundee where they're just they're beating the hell out of one another, you know. But I think all the other stuff, you know, that's a knife and all the all the other, you know, he's. he's you know, he's, he's, he's uh, doing some sort of uh, hand gesture towards a water. <laughs> he's talking about all the ridiculous. 
all the ridiculous things that we think about Australians. And uh, he was doing a very good job. He's lived over there for a long time. Um, and uh, it's always great to talk with him. And uh, it's uh, it's always great to see him. He hasn't been over here in a while because of COVID. But um, I was lucky enough to be at his wedding. And um, just a great guy. The next podcast, I feel like, was you know a, a turning point for me doing this. At first, it was literally a lark. It was like... You know, the same thing as doodling uh, or, you know, the same thing as going for a walk. Like, literally, it's just like, hey, how else can I spend time? And then it turned into something that I actually like doing. Um, And the next person was, you know, up until this point, it was friends and family. Uh, And this person was, you know, I consider him a friend, but I've only known him for a couple years. And I know him, like, outside of work or family or any kind of, you know, social situation. He was uh, an improv teacher. His name was Charlie uh, Van Emmen, uh, great guy. And he was kind of where I was going with this, the reason why I'm even pointing it out. He was kind of the first person that um, I talked to that was someone that I would consider like a real, like a, a talent. You know, he's been in movies. He's been in TVs, uh, TV, TVs. He's been in TVs, folks. Um, he's been in TV shows. Um, you know, he has met some and still is friends with, you know, some A-listers and he's just a really cool guy. Um, and he was someone that got me interested in improv and in a broader sense, just kind of being, you know, uh, part of some kind of production or th- theatrics. Um, but he was one of the first people that I interviewed that was, you know, kind of a, a real, (laughs) a real person. So let's, let's take a second and and Uh, see if we can. Tonight on the show, we have someone with, um, last classes, uh, just a little over a year ago, not just improv, welcome to the no game called 20 questions. uh, Here we go. Can help, you know, make their own fate. Mm-hmm. by decisions that they make and I've often said that you know a person's life consists of yes and no responses you know if you say yep. yes your life kind of goes one way if you say no your life goes a different way so yeah, yeah. so somewhat deterministic then like it, you you have a course it could be but by making different right. decisions you kind of choose your own fate I do I think I think we're we're we're, we're, we're co-creators in our in our lives Charlie's a great guy. Charlie, actually, fun fact about Charlie, before I go to the next uh, uh, guest of the show, he was on an episode of Baywatch um, and uh, many other shows. Uh, he knows Helen Hunt. He knows Harry Shearer. Um, awesome guy. And like I said, kind of the first real guest, if you will, taking nothing away from my family and friends, but the first person that didn't have to say yes to me, I guess is maybe a better way to put it. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Uh, Then we went into the Wayback Machine, uh, and I er uh, interviewed Eric Klinger, one of my oldest friends from Rye, New Hampshire. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing fine. How are you, Ethan? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you. All right, we're going to play a game called 20 Questions, and it always starts the exact same way, and that's with question number one. Question number one, do you believe that we are currently living in a simulation? Do I believe that we are currently living in a simulation? What an interesting question from the mind of Ethan Jewell. That's right. Um, are we living in a simulation? No, 
I, I think that, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal. Life is what is happening now. That's right. And, you know, when we were in the moment, we solved problems. This isn't a simulation, although maybe it is. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the perfect way to explain who Eric Klinger is. Uh, always fun, uh, super intelligent, provocative, looking to get somebody's attention in a fun way. Um, Eric Klinger was a great guest. He's out in Santa Monica, California. Got a chance to go see him before COVID. Um, right by the beach, beautiful spot, good dude. Then, oh my goodness, the next one, maybe one of the funnest ones, maybe the most um, un- unexpected in terms of how many people ended up referencing it. So I got a chance to speak with um, two great people, Paul and Jean Lamoureux, um, the patriarch and matriarch of the Lamb Five from Sudbury, Massachusetts. And, uh, I, I, you know... I got to tell you, I've been very lucky to meet a lot of really nice people, but these two people are incredible. They have raised three amazing kids. Uh, it's they know how to they know how to live life, and they're living it extremely well. And I'm very fortunate to be around them and to be you know part of their circle. And I was very fortunate to have them on my show. And we took the conversation places that I didn't think that we would take it, um, but in in a way, having the conversations go to where they went to, um, and you're going to have to go listen to the uh, the entire episode, but um, I'm going to play a bit. But I think having these kind of frank conversations and talking about uh, having a certain cocktail that's called a pussy warmer. That's right. It's called a pussy warmer, I think, or a leg spreader. I forget which one it was. But having those frank adult conversations, um, you know, just allowed – the, you know, I just feel I felt a lot more easy uh, having fun with them and joking around with them um, because, uh, you know, they're fun. So here's a little bit of like that. Uh, beer ahead because it, it's it's now topical. <laughs> OK, uh, he's smiling. He's smiling. I, I think that's perfect. <laughs> I am not going to ask for anything more than that. If you guys are both happy with that answer and you're smiling, then. That's the well, answer. You know, we, we can elaborate on anything, but uh, in, in all seriousness, besides it being cheaper, is—I um, mean, listen to that laugh. Are you kidding me? My wife thought it was fifty-four years. Oh, is, is that? Been married, and I and I had a corrector and said fifty-three, and she nicely said to me. Certainly feels like fifty-four. <laughs> it sounds like you kind of walked into that one, Paul. I know, I know. <laughs> I I wish I could play the whole uh, episode right now because it's that much fun. That laughing that you heard was pretty much the entire uh, the entire show, and um, we talked about how Steve and Tyler from Aerosmith um, held. Uh, I think it was Nicole, perhaps. Uh, for a picture before they were famous, we talked about um, you know their trips out west and all the different cocktails they would ask for. We talked about you know being a parent now versus being a parent when um, you know when they were raising kids and then even when they were kids. Just a great conversation, great people, and again, I highly recommend going back and listening to that one. 
then I got a chance to speak with one of their amazing kids that I mentioned earlier, um, Dr. Dre, uh, Andrea uh, Lamro came on and Five we had a blast. Three, two, one, and it always starts. Would you would you care to uh, give? More I should color do a better job on that position. Editing. Oh boy, but. I have so much I could say about that. It is for myself. It is the only way because yes. I can see when I am not in a good mental space how bad things go. <clears throat> yep. And how if you can just change that around, what you think about you bring about is what I like to say. It's so true. And, you know, it's not to get super metaphysical here, but I feel like everything has a certain vibration to it. You know what I mean? Like there's you've you've been at a party or a concert or a restaurant and there's just certain that you can just feel like everyone's in a good mood and you can just feel it. You can feel the vibration. You can feel the vibe. And then you go to another place and it's like everyone's cranky and angry and pissed off and tired and you can feel that vibe, too. So all you you can't do anything about what other people are doing, right? But all you can do is add in your own positive vibration to the equation every time. Yes. Yep. And it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. That was a lot of me talking. I was again, my my editing here is terrible, but uh I highly recommend listening to to Dre as well. We had a lot of fun, talked about a, a lot of really important things. Uh then I talked to um I'm just going to call them the dynamic duo. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to skip over. Um, I'm after, I have to make sure I'm not making this too long. i got I got to be cognizant of everybody's attention span, and I don't expect people just to sit here and listen to me prattle on for, you know, forever. I, I, I've got to kind of make this a car ride. I have to make this, you know, something that people can fall asleep to. I need to make this something that people can ignore when it's on in the background. They're getting ready in the morning but I can't have it be too long. So I'm going to skip over playing every single person. Then I got a chance to interview uh, Kim Netto, Jay's sister, wonderful person. And then the third uh, member of the Lamoureux clan, kids of Paul and Jean, uh, Todd Lamoureux, um, the oldest um, sibling of the three. And uh, he is, I mean, what I will tell you about him, Without him, I wouldn't have been able to sell my house. He was such a huge help. He's somebody that knows how to do a lot of things, you know, around the house and um, is never, never bashful when it comes to helping. And um, awesome guy, awesome father, uh, quality individual, and again, you know, a testament to Paul and Jean. Uh, then I got a chance to talk to uh, a, a lovely newlywed couple. I am going to play a little bit of this because talk about fun. Talk about people that like to have fun. Uh, Chris and Amy, it doesn't get any more fun Three, than those two. two one. No Outlet Podcast. It happened with my own eyes. Couldn't be any. Again, any- sorry. Yes. Here we go. You do. Are either one of yeah. you Irish? I think there's, there's a lot of talk on the street. Fantastic, Ethan. That could be. I would absolutely sign up for that. I think they oh. should do it. She's got a phenomenal voice. She knows the know words. That. She's got the voice. She's got the stance. You could definitely oh, put on one of those weird witch outfits. Up. Yep. Let me know when I will be there. I will be in the audience, Ethan, as always. Hey, I, I, who wouldn't be? 
You kidding me? <laughs> I think we'll all be in the audience. We're talking about how good she is at karaoke uh, Stevie um, so Nicks. You guys, uh, you just got married, but for those of the people in the audience here that may not know this, you guys have known each other for a long time. So could you please explain to the people listening and those in the audience here what your first recollection of meeting each other was? Sure. So we've known each other since 1977, which is a long time ago. Wow. Um, we were all in, in the middle of this the story grade together Yep. in Mrs. Early's class. Same table. Yep. We sat at the same table. And we, shared crayons. Yep, we shared crayons. <laughs> Krista asked me to pass the green crayon to him. Um, so we have grown up together, and we've just—that's um, probably our long. That's how far back we go. Is class. Yep. I remember it like yesterday. Wow, I, really do. I do too. I really do, because obviously Atwood and Darsh, you know, with the alphabet, they sat us together at the tables. You know, in coordination with the alphabet. So Amy and I were put at the same table together, and that's uh, that's when we first met. God, isn't that wild? So the beginning of a great love story there. Uh, again, I wish I listened to the entire episode. Brings back a lot of really good memories. Um, but we got to keep going. Then uh, I talked to um, three fun women that I took improv with. Um, check that one out. That's fun. And then I, I got to play a little bit of this person. So then I, uh, I talked to Coach Liza, Liza Duddy, who owns Duddy Performance uh, in Sudbury, Massachusetts. She's a great trainer. She uh, helped me for sure get back into shape. Um, she's awesome. I highly recommend um, if you guys are looking for a good, like, virtual trainer. Um, she's, she's great. And if you live in Sudbury, she's got a studio there too. So either way. But um, – Coach Liza, so you guys probably all know at the end of the year, if you have Spotify, it will come and it will say, hey, you know, here's your Spotify wrap for the year. Like it wraps up the most played song, the most listened to podcast, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Coach Liza um, was uh, nice enough to share her Spotify history or whatever. And the most listened to podcast for her, for Coach Liza, was the No Outlet podcast. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, there's no fake in that. Like, that's really who she listened to the most. That's me. That's cool. Um, it was it was a lot of fun to talk to her. And here's a little bit of that conversation. You know, she is open for it. Perfect. All <laughs> Thank right, so, you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. I can't wait. We're going to play a game. It's called 20 Questions. And it always starts in the same place. And that's question number one. Question number one, do you believe in the concept of no pain, no gain? No. Okay. <laughs> and 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 it's most people thinking that you're like an endurance athlete, you're a trainer. They might be surprised by that because that was kind of what was always, <laughs> you know, kind of nailed into everyone's head. So explain why you don't believe in that. So I'll, I actually just spoke about this recently, like on my own social media. But I think you should enjoy what you do for physical fitness. And like you said, you are always happy once you've accomplished whatever it is that I've, I've set out for you in our programming. Yes. So I know it sounds crazy, but these endurance events, like all the marathons that I've run and even my 50-miler, as miserable as it sounds, I actually was having fun the entire time. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people who do really well um, in athletics – 
actually enjoy. So while it's like, quote, pain, they're actually enjoying what they're doing. Interesting. Highly recommend going back and listening to the entire episode with Coach Liza. Lots of fun. Um, And uh, she went to a really cool high school, and she's got a good story. And again, I highly recommend her uh, if you're looking to get in shape online uh, or in person, like I said. Um, All right. Next, we did a uh, travel trip report, the first of its kind. Uh, Matt and Amelia went to Puerto Rico and they were nice enough to share their experience with us. That was a lot of fun. Then I talked to uh, Mr. Folger, also known as the Jerk, live from Arkansas. And then I talked to uh, a, a ball of fire named Brian Van Wagner. Brian and I went to high school, uh, and then we lived together for a couple of years at college. Um, <clears throat> we were pretty close to the odd couple uh, in that he was very – neat and meticulous and like the place looking like a museum. And I, I didn't necessarily care that much about how things looked. Um, but we always had fun together. Uh, still a great friend of mine and, um, he lives out in Seattle, but it was great to talk to Brian. Check that one out. Steve Shooky LaShook, uh, from my PC connection days. That was a great conversation. Uh, Steve's a great guy. Um, my aunt Dawn, um, she, I, I didn't realize it, but she had been listening to all of the episodes and aunt Dawn is a, a really, really cool aunt. Like I think as far as aunts go, um, I got two of the coolest ones, um, Dawn and Mary, uh, and Dawn was, uh, the person who let me use her car for my driving test when I was 16, 15, however old I was. Um, she's just always been the coolest aunt, um, still is. And uh, that was a lot of fun being able to talk to her. Uh, then I talked to, uh, again, another actual what I consider, you know, like a, a, a legit actor, somebody who's a real talent and who has been paid and made a living um, by acting. And that was a guy by the name of Bob Sheasley. Um, Bud Light Bob, he has got quite a story too. He, uh, lived in the same apartment building as Brad Pitt. Um, you know, he, for those of you who have, uh, ever seen the old Bud Light commercials from the mid, I think it was right before Spuds McKenzie. So early to mid eighties, there was like a party van, um, like a Bud Light conversion, 18 wheel party fan i don't know it's it like turned into anything like it would open up and there'd be like a party in the desert or open up and there'd be a party in a fucking jungle um anyway there was like i think 27 spots nationally like a big big advertising campaign and he was the main guy in it um and he's also been in all kinds of uh, other stuff he studied abroad great guy um Another person calling in the middle of a of a show. How dare they? Oh, and and by the way, what are my phone screeners doing right now? Like, I pay these people to screen calls, and that's the second call that's come through. It's a bunch of horseshit. Uh, anyway, Bob Sheasley. Let, let's let's listen to Bob Live for a little bit. In three, two, in January of a um, COVID got in the way of Sheasley. Hey, Bob. Um, so we're gonna play a game called Yes. Hmm. I believe that that is going to – in fact, I was thinking about that. Like, I'm so glad you asked, Ethan. All right. <laughs> because 
I actually was thinking about that last night. I was reading Brian Greene's book. Um, Love Brian Greene. Called. Yes, in fact, he I was think supposed it's called to until play... the end of time. Is that what it's called? No, no it's actually the elegant universe. Oh, the okay. elegant universe. Okay. Um, he was supposed to be in Portsmouth last year. I'm going to go too off topic because you did ask me a question. I want to answer it. But I was thinking about that, the idea that there's multiple dimensions. There are more dimensions than we may be aware of. Yep. And then the, the missing piece is the, the time thing. We all think of time as one. You know, time is linear. There's, you, you can't, you can only go forward in time. But what if that were not the case? That's right. So I'm going to hold out hope that there is the possibility to do that. So my answer is yes. I love that answer. We're off to a great start, one for one. I love Brian Greene. He's somebody who can take such an abstract and far-out concept and bring it down to a level where normal folk All like right, that's enough out of me, but – such a cool guy and then he's got a great story uh very successful and then he's also able to have a conversation about you know multiple dimensions and spirituality we we went into a lot of different topics but highly recommend and then okay this next one um was great hughes pope uh from a great company in elliott maine called sweet dirt uh, i was lucky enough to tour their facility as well um and uh they are a great example of how, you know, with the right uh, marijuana laws in place, uh, a whole new industry can be created. Jobs can be created. Commerce is created. Uh, obviously, tax revenue will help all of the municipalities that participate in, you know, the marijuana trade. And um, this guy's doing it right. And he's um, doing it right for the right reasons, you know, organic um, you know, he's a true craftsman. And um, so go check out the episode with Hughes Pope. Um, then I, I, I did something I hadn't done up until that point in time, and that was just kind of what I'm doing now, which is um, talking without anybody to talk to. Um, and the first time I did it was to plead for some help um, to get rid of a scourge that's um, unfortunately – uh, really infected the entire country, and that's the Jeep wave. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm going to ruin it for you. Uh, people that drive Jeep Wranglers specifically, they can't be any type of Jeep. It's got to be this one type of, you know, uh, white or other, you know, color, I guess, really, Jeep Wrangler. They all wave to each other, right? Like they're in some special club, and it's the most annoying bunch of bullshit I mean, how pretentious you own a fucking piece of a certain piece of metal. So instantly you're buddies with everybody else that has the exact same piece of metal. It's like, come on, people. You're better than that. You've got to be. Anyway, that was the first time I spoke by myself. And then I spoke with a guy named Josh Coringham. People call him Jason Bateman. I don't know why, but they do. That was a lot of fun. And it broke a record. It was the longest uh, podcast up until that point. Uh, then I interviewed Judd, who has his own podcast as well called Positive Spins. 
and uh, Judd and I went to college together, and uh, he was the first person to actually ask me uh, two questions. Uh, you know, my whole thing was, you know, I wanted to keep a format that was easy to control and keep track of, so it was 20 questions, and that's what we ended up uh, going with. And at the end, he, I think he asked me two or three uh, questions, and, you know, we just laughed our heads off uh, the entire time. Let's see if I can that way that we were honest. Like, I got to keep this kid sane. I did my best. He, he, he wouldn't have been able to jump out of the van because his uh, his uh, sneakers were stuck to the rug. So thick with muck. And uh, nobody could move once they touched that thing. That poor man. Oh, God. All right. So uh, next, so that you, you get the idea. It's basically us just laughing our ass off for like, you know, over an hour. Um a lot of fun, great guy. And if you he talk about a music aficionado, uh, a music fan, a true music fan, um, Judd Marcello is top of the food chain. Like he knows his shit and he doesn't just know his shit, but he knows his shit. He's passionate about it and he will go anywhere to go see. I really apologize for that noise happening. Uh, this is the, the, the danger of having your podcast be solely a hobby and that is you have text coming in and you're using your phone and a ding comes across. So I apologize for that. But what I was saying was with uh, Judd, he is an absolute music uh, uh, aficionado, um, knows the origins of music, and he goes, you know, I think he's, he's gone to like seven or eight concerts in the last three months by himself just to go see the Stones or whoever. Go check his show out too. Um, this next one was, uh, again, that category of, quote-unquote, like, famous people. Uh, a guy by the name of Ali Gondor uh, from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, he's been in um, TV shows. He was in uh, – there's a TV show uh, that I used to watch all the time um, called The Goldbergs, and he was actually in The Goldbergs. Um, and he's been in a couple of movies, and he's been in a bunch of you know uh, commercials, and he's uh, he was a one of my improv instructors from the UCB, and he's just an absolute great guy, um, very accommodating, and it was kind of cool because during the interview, um, you know, he, he was he was gracious to say yes to me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not sure if I would have said yes to me if I were him. Um, but he, but he said yes. And so I wanted to be respectful of that. So I asked a question and in retrospect, after the interview was over, he texted me and was like, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like that answer. Uh, he felt like it was a disrespectful answer to the person involved. I forget the specifics. He's like, do you mind if I just edit in a different answer? I'm like, absolutely. I said, but I don't know how to do that. He goes, don't, don't worry about it. I'll do it. So he was nice enough to take the audio file, edit it, add in, you know, an abbreviated answer, which I obviously had no problem with whatsoever. Um, and he was just a, a pleasure to have on the show. Then I was kind of uh, super excited about this one. I know I'm saying that all the time, but it's really true. This woman who I took an improv class with, uh, we call her the Penguin Lady, and that's because she has saved 40,000 penguins. Um, and she is absolutely um one of the most, I think in terms of having an impact on the planet of all the people I've talked to on this podcast, I think she's number one. I mean, she doesn't just think about doing good things. She's out there in, you know, oil spills, cleaning off penguins as they're trying to like peck her and bite her. And um, again, she saved 40,000 penguins. I mean, to save 40,000 
any type of life is amazing, but uh, specifically penguins, I think it's just an incredible story. She was great. Um, and then I got a chance to speak with John Connor's wife, uh, Nicole. Um, and I'm just going to play a little bit of that because her accents. Uh, great. What would okay. prompt somebody to walk into a closed oh. door, bounce off that? All right. We're going to be we go. live in three. This is the very, we can have a real conversation. I wish they lived a little. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Number one. Question number one. Do you believe in fate? Absolutely. Mm. No question. Yep. Hands down. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I have this conversation a lot with John, who's my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously grew up in America. I grew up in Australia. We've had so many sliding door moments mm. in our lives where we've been in similar places. I've been traveling there. He's been here. Um, and we met up. Seven years ago. Yeah. So I do believe in fate. Um, I believe that things happen when they're meant to happen. And yeah, I believe very heavily in fate. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Nicole Britliff Connor. Great guest. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Definitely go check her out. Then I talked to, so I had a hemp company years and years ago, back in the early 90s. It was called Lost Harvest. And, um, one of the other people kind of who I would consider like really one of the founders of the modern hemp industry for sure, uh, a guy by the name of, uh, Eric Steenstra, who, uh, had a company called Ecolution and then he's been involved with Vote Hemp and other hemp organizations since, um, he's a consultant, you know, he's kind of like in terms of there being a, an expert on how to connect the dots between, I am so sorry about that, connect the dots between, you know, how here's a plant called hemp. How do we take that plant and turn it into an industry? You know, how do we get, uh, how do we replace plastics with hemp? And, and that's kind of what he's working on. Um, great guy. That was a lot of fun and something I'm really passionate about. So that was cool to have him on the show. Then I talked to an opera singer, somebody who has studied opera and performed opera all over the world. Her name is Sarah Nicole. Um, Super talented. I mean, I think, you know, an opera is, if you've ever seen one, it's hard to watch somebody perform opera and not walk away being blown away like, holy shit, like, not every human being can do that. That's for sure. Like, the, the sound and the ability to project such a solid, um, you know, voice, but while also moving around, acting, you know, emoting, performing, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Um, true talents, and she was great. Check that out. Then I played an old interview. I thought it was from 1989, but I think it was probably more like 1991 um, when I was at Plymouth State um, interviewing the Smithereens, who were a rock band. They had a few top 10 hits i mean um maybe they weren't a one hit wonder i think they had you know three hits but a couple good albums and um anyway i interviewed the lead singer uh his name was um pat denizio and i'm going to spare you the audio of that because me in 1991 sounds worse than right now which i know it doesn't sound great 
Um, then I uh, got a chance to interview another UCB um, instructor, Sarah Claspel. Sarah lived with Kate McKinnon. Uh, Sarah's been in a number of TV shows. Uh, she's been in a number of movies. She is an instructor at UCB, so she's obviously very funny, and she gets, um, you know, specifically how improv works. She was awesome. Um, recommend that. Then I had Judd on the show again. We talked about different stupid ideas. That was a lot of fun. And then this one was really cool. So my father, uh, David Jewell, lives down in the Dominican. Uh, and one of his good friends down there is a guy by the name of Jeff Slater. And Jeff's a really interesting guy. So he ha- uh, has a book. He's an author, um, which I've, I've got the book. I've read the book. Um, and it's an amazing story. He is somebody who uh, was a boxer. You know, he was kind of like picked on as a kid, but then he started lifting and getting strong, and then he learned how to fight, and then he was like, you know, not just a boxer, but like a feared fighter, and that led to him being, you know, uh, top of the food chain like Dorman in London, you know, and all over, all over the world, really, Uh, Australia, and he was, you know, just... He knew how to take care of himself, you know, but then he also realized that, hey, this isn't going to, I can't do this forever. So then he went back to school, got his doctorate, um, and now he's like a real estate investor. Anyway, Jeff Slater was nice enough to be a guest on the show and um, uh, check his book out, Boxer, Bouncer, and Now a Doctor. True story. Cool dude. Um then I took a little bit of a, a, a departure from what I had been doing. And just for the fun of it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a fantasy football podcast. Like, I really hadn't planned on doing a fantasy football podcast. And if I was going to do one, it was going to be something separate. But I'm like, do I really have time for two different podcasts? Like, I'm just literally doing this as a hobby. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go crazy. So I just started something called Three and Out, um, did a couple of those. Then I worked with a person called Carol Newell. Um, she is uh, known as the person with the world's best laugh. She founded something called uh, Carpool Comedy, um, and she also runs a lot of open mic nights. And, and uh, she man- I think she's like part of a network of um, comedians in a certain area of California. Super nice. Um, and again, somebody who's like out there as a, a real person, you know, it kind of felt good to make the leap from people that I know and that have to say yes to me to people that do not have to say yes to me at all. And all of them, you know, before saying yes, went back, listened to a bunch of my episodes and said, all right, I'll give this, uh, I'll give this guy a try. And I appreciate that. Um, then I spoke with someone named Sarah K. Godot uh, from Think Tank Comedy. Great, great show. Then it was October, and we were doing Sober October. So a whole group of people that were doing Sober October kind of did it together. We had a um, a weekly kind of support podcast, and it was actually kind of like an afterthought, um, but it ended up being the best part of Sober October. So I did Sober October uh, with my lovely partner, Nicole, um, my kids, Amelia and Noah, um, their significant others, um, and a good friend of Amelia's uh, named Devin. And we all did it together. And every week we came together and we kind of shared, like, you know, 
this was hard about this or this is easier than I thought it would be or I had a headache because I didn't drink coffee or whatever the situation might have been. But, um, again, I think it was like the best part of Sober October for me because it was a chance to kind of, you know, share how everything was going. But I learned a lot about my kids. I learned a lot about, um, you know, Matt, Amelia's boyfriend. And it was just a lot of fun. So all the Sober October ones are definitely worth checking out. Um, then I had Jet on again, kind of shifted to almost all fantasy football, uh, sober October. Uh, oh, then I had, um, uh, I had a, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at, we had a couple different, uh, fantasy football shows. Then I got a chance to, uh, interview a guy named Stan Ferguson. Stan was in my improv class, my 401 class with, uh, um, Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name now. She was the artistic director of UCB. Um, it'll come back to me. Uh, Shannon O'Neill. Holy shit, I can't believe that escaped me like that. But his uh, he, he was in the class and just a super cool guy, super funny guy. Um, and I was just like, you know what? He's, he's somebody that I can relate to. I like somebody who's just, like, looking to have a good time and, and looking to have some fun with other people in an intelligent you know, comedic way, which is really what improv class is. And, uh, and he proved to be a really fun guest on the show as well. Um, and so I think we did a total of six sober October, um, shows. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, the first one, the last one are probably the two best because it's kind of the bookends between the, you know, the idea of, Hey, do we want to be stupid and try this or whatever? And it worked out fine. Um, yeah. And then, and now here we are. So 55 podcasts later and I spared you, you know, a lot of audio, but, uh, looking back on this year, it's just like, wow, what a great, um, in some ways a really crappy year, um, in a lot of ways, a really crappy year, but, um, I, I really enjoyed, this was a good way for me to, you know, kind of focus on something that's positive and to talk to a lot of really good people. And I'm looking forward to uh, doing more of it uh, in 2022. And uh, if you have listened to this before, you know, even if, you know, we're not like cracking the Da Vinci code here or anything, but you know, if you listen and you got a chuckle or you listened and you thought about something differently or you, or you listened and even just listening to listen to someone that, you know, uh, beyond the show, I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you for, for listening and indulging me. Um, this is, uh, it's become, you know, one of the things I, I really enjoy uh, doing as an extracurricular. And um, if anybody out there is listening and wants to be on the show, hit me up. Always looking for a, um, always looking for another guest. So uh, usually at this time uh, I would have like some kind of, I, I got really obsessed with, sound effects <laughs> and um you know i had this nice broadcaster podcast you know machine and it's got all these different sounds one is obviously laughing one is you know the crowd goes crazy and um then they've got like these are the ones that are built in then they've got one that's like you know <laughs> Uh, then they've got, of course, the the rim shot. Yeah, you got to have that, you know. And then it's like somebody says something awkward. You know, it's that scene like in a cartoon, and all of a sudden there's just crickets. 
anyway, it's been a lot of fun, this whole thing. And um, again, uh, probably won't do 55 podcasts next year, and I probably won't do any um, fantasy football. Uh, but uh, I, I do want to start interviewing um, restaurateurs and um, kind of start doing I, – I always like the idea of a place where you, you could get – you could only get positive reviews. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm not, if I go to a place and I don't like it, a restaurant or a bar or any establishment, um, I'm not, I'm not interested in talking about how I didn't like it. Like that, that's not interesting to me at all. And I'm not interested in reading, um, why somebody didn't like something because the minute you start thinking about what's wrong with this, you start being hypercritical. Um, I'd much rather, but look, not every place is the same, right? So if I went to a place and I didn't like it, then um, I wouldn't even uh, talk about it. Anyways, that's a very long-winded way to say that I'm going to start talking to restaurateurs and you know some of my favorite places and, and try to put some uh, free content content together for them, you know, through the podcast that they can share on social media. And uh, yeah, so here's to uh, 2022. Um, and I hope that, uh, all those people that listen this year, come back and listen next year. And I wish all of you an outstanding, uh, 2022 full of happiness, prosperity, um, and, um, everything that you could ever hope for. So until next time, uh, this is signing off for the last time in 2021. This is the No Outlet Podcast saying goodbye.